What's up, and welcome to the Bag Clan Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, and I'm joined by Blake and Rob. What's up, guys? What's up, Tyler? Hi, Tyler. I'm drinking beer and not whiskey this week. Congrats. I'm proud of you. Changing it up. Well, it's a different uh, kind of podcast, so may as well. Yeah, well, I'm glad that you're uh, drinking beer this week because last week your picks were absolutely atrocious. <laughs> uh, I mean, I felt good about them at the time. Yeah, I'm sure you did, but you went two and three. Um, I went four and one. Rob went five and oh. Uh, feeling good. Our overall standings to Blake at 16 and 15. Ooh. Uh, Tyler at 17 and 13. And Rob at 29 and 1. Look out. <laughs> I still hate that tie. I hate it so much. Dude, you can <laughs> just eliminate it and just call me 20 and 9. And no, if I eliminate it, I'm calling you 20 and 10. Oh, fine. Then it's 29 and 1. All you day long. I'll just, I'll just eliminate that and give Blake another loss. Oh, that's rude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with this year's NFL fucking uh games it's fitting that we have a tie in our you know that's true in celebration of the ties we've had (laughs) well um we'll jump right into the news and notes from this week um not a whole lot going on this week uh Le'Veon Bell still has not reported and it seems like the team doesn't know when he's going to report uh you guys got any predictions on that I if I'm him I don't report until just before week 10 when he has to, to get his um, year in. Um, otherwise I don't bother. Yeah, I wouldn't either. You have nothing to gain at this point except right. to try to prove your quote unquote character. <laughs> yeah. And you're, you're already past that. Now, if you, if you'd have done that, that was going to be a week two or three thing. But now that we're this far along, what's another game or two? Yeah, if I'm him, I don't report at all to make James Conner owners around the world happy, which <laughs> may or may not be me. Sounds like you have some sort of ulterior motive there, Tyler, for that yeah. opinion. Only slightly. Um, the only other big news from this week was the uh, was the bomb that dropped out of Atlanta, that Devonta Freeman going on IR, um, I believe eligible to return, but not really a fantasy factor anymore. Um, groin surgery, add, add that onto the list of other injuries this year. Yeah. yeah there, was a, there was a mad dash for Edo Smith, and that was just one of many, the many, uh, uh what's the acquisitions from free agency this week. Yeah, they're quite a plethora, as they would say. Yeah. Well, and and, I, think- and it, I was going to say, Tyler, it's, it's just more bad luck for last year's winners, our winner to have two running backs, one out for the year on injury and one that hasn't even reported, who are supposed to be his top two backs. So just just bad news for the Foyus. Yeah, and I mean, um, as far as the free agency stuff goes, I think this week we're seeing the effect of uh, – not only a couple of buys, but buys on good offenses and good fantasy relevant offenses. Right. So I think that's why we're seeing a lot of these pickups. So we'll jump right into the matchups. Uh, we're going to do a little bit different style this week. 
we're going to fly through these because we got something else planned for the end. So our first matchup this week is Club Baby Seals versus Foe Hughes. Um, Rob, what do you think about this matchup and who you got? I mean, I I really like uh, Matt Ryan in this game against the Giants on Monday night. Um, I don't like the running back situation. I like Julio. I like uh, Galladay. But on the full use side, you know, golf against San Francisco is going to be pretty good. Um, I think he's going to – he's still got a great tight end. Um, hopefully his uh, receivers come through. They haven't so far. I, I'm going to I'm going to take Jared and the club baby seals, Coach Jared, to get his first win this week. <clears throat> I, I, I really hate myself for thinking that I want to agree with you, Rob. <laughs> but looking at the full use team, it's just look, it's just very disappointing. I mean, Cooper Cup's now out. And you have a lot of questions on your bench, more than the SEALs have. You have an IR Freeman now, a Bell who's not reported, like we said. And I just think that if the chips are going to fall, they're going to fall for the baby SEALs this week. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Foe Hughes. Um, we are recording before some people have set their lineup. Um, and I think that if there's one team that won't set their lineup, it's going to be baby SEALs. So I'm going to bet against that and go with the use. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, our second that might match- be a smart move. <laughs> yeah. Our second matchup is Easy Turbo versus Trash Panda. Um, Blake, take us through this matchup. What do you think? Well, Easy Turbo was one of the guys that made a lot of moves this week in the free agency. Um, he's uh, finally starting Mitchell Trubitsky. And that's not an awful play, I don't think. He's got the Todd Gurley, you know, number one running back by a mile. Probably the best football player ever, um, at least today. Jordan Reed got a little bit shouted by Vernon Davis last week. I don't know how he's – I don't know how I feel about him. And then Turbo's bench is a little of a fire, I would say. Like, he's just mishmash of potential. Uh, Andrew Luck throwing the ball still as much as he can. Saquon Barkley actually proved to be something to be feared for the Trash Panda. And I think Trash Panda overall has a decent shot here against Turbo. It's going to be interesting, and I'm going to have to – So, I just – I can't stop – I can't not go with Todd Gurley, so I'm going to give Turbo. You said Turbo? Yeah, I said Turbo. Sorry, I don't know if you can All right. Yeah, cut out a little bit. Um, I mean, I really like Barkley against Atlanta. Big time on Monday night. Um, T.Y. is coming back. We don't know what we're getting out of Dalvin Cook. I don't like the rest of uh, Panda's team. Gurley's going to be good. Ingram, we see, is getting played. Tyler Boyd's going to be good against Kansas City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me Turbo. Yeah, I agree. Um I think Barkley's going to be great against Atlanta. I really don't like Trubisky's match in England. It's, uh, you know, effectively a rookie quarterback against him. Um, and that Bears off- offense has just had two good matchups in a row, I think. So um, I'm going to take Turbo, but I don't feel great about it. Um, in our third matchup, we have the Fantasy Reapers versus Let's Go Cyclones. Rob, what do you think? I mean, 
you got your league leader in scoring in Mahomes. McCaffrey's always good. Sony Michelle's getting good rock. Thielen is I'll save that for later. Um Rita in the flex, I like all of that. Uh Cyclones, he's got Phillip Rivers, but I'm not excited about his matchup at Tennessee. However, he's probably gonna put Drew Brees in, but I'm not excited about that matchup at Baltimore either. Um obviously he's gonna get Kamara back in there. Um you know, he's going to have a shot. I think it's going to be close. I'm going to go with the Reapers, though. Yeah, so one thing I really like about Cyclones is something you didn't like, Rob, is Phillip Rivers. Yeah, it's not a super great matchup with Tennessee, who's, you know, not not awful at defense, and then they are in London. But we've seen Phillip Rivers have a tendency to just bomb it deep this year. He's going to put up a lot of, a lot of passing yards no matter what. So I think he's – Actually has a good chance. I am a little worried about Evan Kamara's matchup this week, not because it's Baltimore, but because I, we don't know what Ingram's going to do this week. So that's something to look at. I think you definitely start him, but you be a little wary. You you definitely watch him to see what's going to happen uh, for moving forward. For the Reapers, Mahomes, like you said, number one quarterback. Uh, Sonny M- Michelle is definitely uh, rising that offense. Kelsey and Thielen, I think. Cyclones is something to look at, but I think the Reapers are going to take it also. Uh, Rob, I missed your pick. Who'd you take? Reapers. Got it. Um, yeah, I I like my matchup here. Um, I like that I'm catching Cyclones on a big uh, wide receiver bye week, especially when I have Brown and Connor out. Um, and I have a couple of people that I might flip out later in the week, kind of pe- depending on how I'm feeling. Uh, right now who I think is the baseline play considering Josh Gordon as the upside play but we'll see how I feel as the week goes on so I'm going to take me here in this matchup um for our fourth matchup we have the kegerator versus not racist redskins uh Blake why don't you take us through the matchup here all right so kegerator starting Joe Flacco a mistake that I made a couple weeks ago he scored me what eight points some shit like that so, he is against New Orleans, but I don't trust that quarterback at all. Uh, another guy I don't trust on this team is Royce Freeman. Uh, there's a three-way timeshare. There should be a two-way timeshare. That really should just be a one-way timeshare in Denver. And I'm leaning towards Lindsey as far as the talent goes on that running back core. Uh, Hopkins is great, but I, I'm not a huge fan of the starters, but the, if you put if you go straight up numbers, predictions, kegerators. He's not in a bad place, but he could be way better. As far as the Redskins, he's just looking on paper so much better. Woods, Zeke, Wentz, Ertz, Allen, all these names are so much better. I have to take the Redskins. Yeah, you hit it on the nose there, Blake. Um, I'm taking the Redskins as well. Rob, what about you? Um, I think uh, Kegerator weeks ago chalked this up as to a loss week. He's got pretty much everybody that scored for his scoring for his team on by this week. Um, I think it's an easy play uh, for the Redskins to win this one. All right. Our last matchup of the week is uh, Blake, your backdoor hot snakes versus Rob CI whitefish. Um, I'll, the, I'll go through for the cup for the cup. Yeah. I wasn't going to hang on to the commissioner's cup and now I've done it for five weeks. Yeah. Fuck you. I mean, <laughs> screw you nicely with a very comfy cushion. There you go. I don't remember when I said that. I bet uh, I bet you were going to keep it in week three. The only time I think I bet against you is 
Oh no, week four and week five. So yeah, okay, fine, fine. <laughs> um, I'll go through this matchup since you guys are both playing, and then I'll let you guys go through your teams. Um, I like the CJ Uzuma pick up for Whitefish. Um, obviously at tight end this year, you're not necessarily going to win a matchup. You can do the matchup there, and I don't think he's going to lose you. Um, some questions with Michael Thomas. We'll see what if New England decides to shut down Trey Burton or if they decide to shut down somebody else on the backdoor hot snakes side. Um, man, it's hard to bet against Whitefish's team. A lot of great names. Dalton at Kansas City, I think, seals it for me. I'm going to take Whitefish. Uh, Blake, what do you think about your matchup this week? Uh, see, I'm not scared about Winston. Winston. I don't have – I got okay, I'm not scared about it, but I don't have a ton of faith in him. You know, those are two separate things. I think he's going to put <laughs> up a lot of points when I'm not – yeah, you know what I'm – okay. Moving on. David Johnson, though. Denver, who's allowed, what, 200 rushing yards in the last two weeks in a row now to opposing running backs. David Johnson's going to have a week to figure out what the hell to do there. This is the week. Fournette's out. If uh, sorry to interrupt, if David Johnson doesn't figure it out this week, how tilting are you going to be? What do you mean? How much are you going to be panicking? All of a sudden, puts up you know carries for fifty yards. Uh, Denver defense that's given up a combined almost five hundred and fifty. Oh no, five hundred and fifty point uh, yards right on the nose the last two weeks against running backs. Well, I don't know how he doesn't get that, at least sort of that kind of numbers. If he doesn't, I assume he'll probably get close to his, like, 13 to 18 range he's been doing this thus far this year, which is still at, at absolute minimum a flex start. So I'm not panicked, but I will be quite annoyed, and I might be looking for some trade options with some of my other assets, but... Yeldon has Fournette out. Green is, you know, A.J. Green. Uh, that's kind of a see what Kansas City does between Uzuma and Green matchup. Diggs, I really need Diggs to do something well this week. I need Kirk Cousins to remember how to throw to the number 14, please. Uh, I have no idea what Trey Burton does, is going to do. I think he's going to fly a little under the radar in New England because he's not done anything explosive. Philip Lindsay, you know how I feel about him. Dolphins defense, I am sitting Jacksonville this week. I have lost faith in Jacksonville. I think Deshaun Watson will crush Jacksonville. They are a demoralized team at this point. And then the Dolphins, uh, we already went. And then my kicker of the week is Jason Myers. <laughs> kicker of the week. So I, who are you taking in this one, Blake? Me. I have to take me. Sounds good. Uh, Rob? Objectively, I have to. I think Whitefish is going to win, but my official pick is the hot snake. Um, I, I like my running backs. I like my receivers. I like my flex. You mentioned Uzuma. I like him. I like the charges against Tennessee. If I change my mind, I can always go Colts against Buffalo, who's starting a guy they picked up last week. So I think I'm strong there. Gotskowski's good. And I picked up Andy Dalton. That sort of defrays any uh, greatness that uh, the hot snakes gets out of A.J. Green. So um, I'm going to pick me. Yeah, right. I'm, not a fan, I'm not a fan about your age, your Andy Dalton pickup. I had to get me some of that Kansas City matchup. Did you really have to? A little bit. Ah, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> All 
right. All right. So what we're going to do with the second half of the show is, since we're at um, effectively the midpoint of the fantasy season, and we've already done our power rankings uh, redo, um, we're going to give out some awards. And Blake and Rob have only heard one or two of these. So other than that, they'll be flying by the seat of their pants, and I'll actually be somewhat prepared. So have fun, guys. Will do. Um, so the first one is the biggest NFL surprise. And I'll open this up to – no, I'm not going to open this up to players. Uh, this is – Biggest NFL surprise as far as actual NFL stuff. It can be related to fantasy or it can have obviously an impact on fantasy, but biggest NFL surprise. Hmm. Who's going first on this? Dealer's choice. Go you're the it. dealer. Yeah, oh, you're the dealer. Huh. You're, you're, <laughs> you're right about that. <laughs> well, you know what, Blake, you go first then. Have fun. All right, big NFL surprise. Uh, I'm going to go twofold. I'm going to say NFL, the biggest surprise is the Kansas City Chiefs. The amount of points in fantasy fallen from that, from that team is ridiculous this year. As a general speaking, I want to say as a fantasy player, the biggest NFL surprise is Adam Thielen. This is what, his third year? I think in a row of performing outstanding and he's performing even at a, like twice the caliber that he was last year. Right. Rob. Fair, fair. Um, I mean, those are both somewhat surprising, but though people thought that Kansas city would be pretty good. Um, you know, Andy Reid's done things with quarterbacks in the past and everybody knew Thielen was going to be, a good player, not maybe maybe the number one wide receiver in fantasy to this point, but I think the biggest surprise is everybody assumed Bell would be back at least by week two. Um, otherwise, there's no way that he would have gone in the top three picks like he did um, at drafts. So for me, the biggest surprise is Bell. Here we are, week freaking seven, and he still hasn't played it down. To me, that's the biggest surprise in the NFL. I mean, and you could you could go negative like you did, or you could be a positive Nancy like I did. <laughs> well, but I mean, did did we all really think that Dylan was going to be a record-setting wide receiver through six weeks of the NFL season? I don't think so. And do we really well, think that a, a rookie quarterback? Stop talking about Thielen, you might want to save some ammo for later. Yeah, yeah, save that. For, all right, save, save that for thinking, later. Did we really think that a re- rookie quarterback leading an NFL team was going to be five and one and almost beat the Patriots? Not a rookie. It's a second year. Second year, yeah. A rookie starter. How about that? No, I said those are both surprises, but I just think everybody assumed Bell would be in uniform by at the worst week two. Yeah, but Rob, if I don't defend my point, everyone would think I'm a pussy. (laughs) They already think that. Don't worry about it. Don't tell them that. Oh, okay. What's the next question, Tyler? Man, I don't even know what's going on anymore. (laughs) You lost control. (laughs) I've lost control of this podcast. Um, No, you guys took the two that I was kind of thinking. That's why I'm going to go last here because you guys are going to – you guys obviously are at a disadvantage. Um, So uh, what I'll go with is the biggest NFL surprise is the ties this year. So many ties. Um, And by proxy, how many overtime games we've had, which is what's affecting fantasy because you're getting all those bonus points after the fact. Yeah, that's true. Um, our next award 
is going to be the breakout player of the year award um, or breakout player of the first half, I suppose. Um, this can be anybody as far as way outperforming their ADP. If you want to go that way, this can just flat out be, you know, man, they're, uh, they're having a lot better year than we thought they were going to, you know, anything like that. So Rob, I'll let you, uh, go at this one first. It, well, if this was a couple weeks ago, Fitzmagic would have it hands down. But I'm going to give it uh, – I'm going to actually relate it to my first point uh, that my biggest surprise or, you know, out of the weeds kind of thing is James Conner. Um, he wasn't drafted. He was picked up as a free agent before the first week when it looked like he, uh, um, Bell was going to miss. And that savvy team has parlayed it into seven weeks of loveliness. Uh, and the number five running back in fantasy. So that's my biggest surprise out of the woods, James Cotter. Blake? I mean, yes, I think James Conner is probably the biggest breakout player this year. Uh, again, yes, if it was – couple weeks ago if it's Patrick probably I mean there's a lot of potential for that breakout but right now I think James Conner is one of the best breakout players all right um I'm gonna go kind of threefold here um just looking at the wide receivers uh I'll say the breakout um well I guess twofold the breakout is the Rams wide receivers Robert Woods um Cooper Cup Brandon Cooks, all startable assets. Who would have thought that? Especially in a league where yards are – it's PPR league, but yards are valued. Um, all three of those guys are startable. So that's my first one. And my second one and my primary one is Juju Smith-Schuster, breakout player of the year. Uh, who would have thought that he would be – I don't know if he's still out-targeting Antonio Brown. It sure feels like it as a Brown owner. Every damn time I look up, 19 mm-hmm. has the ball. Um, so I, I'm going to go with him as my breakout player of the year. Fair enough. Um, these next ones, these next four all have the same theme. Um, for this next one is top quarterback of the year. Uh, Blake, we'll go to you. Now, what do you mean by top quarterback? That's up to you. I I'll, I'll leave you some discretion there. If you want to say, um, I mean, you could go chalk and just say number one overall, you could say outperforming ADP, you know, anything like that. Just top quarterback. Well, or I, think, I suppose you could even say, like, best game or, you know, that sort of thing. I I don't think he's outperforming his ADP, but I think Jared Goff is having a wonderful year. He had a great year last year. And as quarterbacks move on, especially moving after their rookie seasons, the rookie season, and then few few on, we usually see a decline. I think Jared Koff is staying right at where he where he uh, peaked at, or he's even increasing. I think Jared Koff, Jared Goff is one of the best talented quarterbacks in football right now. Rob, I like that. Um, I'm going to go. I mean, Mahomes is an obvious choice because he's leading the league, but I don't want to be obvious. I'm going to say Andrew Luck. Mostly because there were there were fantasy experts out there saying that he was undraftable as a quarterback in a ten team league. 
Well, he obviously is, was draftable, and he's the number six quarterback right now and getting better and better every week. So I'm going to go with Andrew Luck right now, especially where you got him, which was cheap. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go a homer pick here since I have him. I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes. There you go. Uh, you know, we kind of talked about this in our power rankings redo. Um, yeah, Mahomes kind of – uh, he fell into my lap. I was not happy that I hadn't taken a quarterback yet. And so I was like, well, I'll get Mahomes." But I did have okay expectations for him. I thought he would be kind of what Jared Goff was last year, where you're playing the matchups, that sort of thing. But he's been matchup proof. He's been rock solid all year. At this point, I plug and play. I don't think I even have a second quarterback in my roster anymore because I don't just don't need one. So um, next one, obviously, top running back. Uh, Rob, I'll let you take this one first. Oh, well, this is easy. Todd Gurley. I mean, <laughs> what were you saying when we were watching the game the other day, Blake, that he's – who is this guy? What? Yeah, what is he? <laughs> what is he? Is he some kind of alien? Yeah. I mean, whether it's taking a swing pass on the outside and running past everybody and going, you know, 30 yards down the sideline or running up the middle and knocking over people, give me Gurley. I mean, I can't argue there, so I'm going to go a little bit different. Todd Gurley, obviously the best. Saquon Barkley, what we expected. Melvin Gordon, same as always. Kamara, just as what he was last year. Blah, 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 blah. TJ Yeldon, a little bit of a homer discussion, but with as a backup running back to Leonard Fournette, who is one of the top running backs last year, TJ Yeldon's n- number 11 fantasy, court, or fantasy running back. I mean, you don't see that out of a backup running back usually ever. So, T.J. Yeldon is definitely performing well as, as in the position that he's found himself. Yeah, I, I actually really like that pick. That's a really great uh, sleeper pick. Um, just another comment on Gurley. How crazy Gurley's been is people are putting him and LaDainian Tomlinson's 2006 season in the same breath. Did yeah. anybody think that? Anybody nowadays would get even close to LT in 06? I mean, no, not at all. That was the year that got me hooked on fantasy football because I got LT, and that was fun that year to have LT. I don't know what happened then. What's that? I was not paying paying attention to sports at that point in time. No, you were not. True. Um, For my top running back, um, like I said, I like both your guys' picks. I'm actually going to go with Saquon Barkley. Um, I don't think that we necessarily – we everybody expected him to be good. But number two running back so far in fantasy this year, number three in points per game, obviously Kamara had a bye. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's just been rock solid, and he's getting better as we go on. Um, I think he's catapulting. He's easily a top three running back at this point through – uh, in the NFL, talent-wise, through after only six games. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go with Barkley since Gurley's already off the board. Um, next question is, or next award is top wide receiver, and we'll start with Blake. Holy shit, LT had 1,800 rushing yards and 28 touchdowns that year. Yeah. Yeah, he sure did. And Holy ball balls. Uh, okay, question? Sorry, I was trying to uh, bone up. Yeah, so here, I'll, I'll take you through the um, the what LT had in 06 versus what Gurley is on pace for. LT had 28 touchdowns rushing, 
Gurley's on pace for 24. LT had 31 total touchdowns. Gurley's on pace for 29. Uh, Ladanian Tomlinson had 18,000 or 1,815 rushing yards. Gurley's on pace for 1661. Uh, for receiving yards, it's uh, LT had 508. Gurley's on pace for 659. Um, Overall, Gurley is projected to only get three less yards per scrimmage over the course of the year. Um, and overall, uh, I'm not sure what type of league this is in, but Gurley's only projected to um, lose to LaDainian Tomlinson in fantasy points by 14. So, yeah, it's crazy what kind of pace he's on. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Blake, top wide receiver to you. Well, the top right receiver has to be Adam Thielen. I mean, since I'm going first, I'll take the obvious choice. Thielen, record-setting year so far. I mean, the man has no no indication of slowing down. It's incredible to watch Adam Thielen play and watch his points just skyrocket. I mean, I can't disagree with that, but since we're being a little contrarian here and trying not to mention the same people, you know, I could go down and and talk about the Rams receivers, which we already kind of touched on. But I'm going to bring up somebody we haven't talked about yet, and that's Tyler Boyd. Here's a guy who's – here's a guy who's, you know, playing second fiddle in that uh, Cincinnati offense. You know, it's always all A.J. Green. And over the year right now, Tyler Boyd has one more fantasy point than A.J. Green. So, um, right now, if you've got him on your team, He's your number two receiver. You set him and you forget him, just like Ron Papil used to do. So give me all that Tyler Boyd. Yeah, that's a really great pick. Um, Thielen was my pick here, um, and I've already talked about Juju and the Rams receivers. So I'll try to pick somebody else out of here. Um, If we would have done this after, what, four weeks or three weeks, it would have been Michael Thomas easily. Um, Oh, right. Because he was just crazy, but he's slowed down a little bit. Um. So I think I think I got to give it to Tyreek Hill. Um, yes, he was drafted high, but the – I mean, he's just been – he was projected to slow down so much. Everybody's like, he can't keep this pace up. He can't keep this pace up. He's getting so many yards per touch, all this sort of thing. But he's had two games of over 50 points this year, which is insane. So, since all the rest of my picks were off the board, I'm going with Hill. There you go. Um, next one, obviously in line, is top tight end. And I don't remember who I gave the last one to, so I'll give this one to Rob. I mean, for me, this one's super easy. You got your the people at the top that you know are going to be at the top. For me, it's Eric Ebron, number three tight end. Uh, he was – you know, a guy they, that the Colts picked up, everybody thought, everybody thought he'd be playing second fiddle to Jack Doyle, who wants to be president. But instead, he's on the freaking uh, about to go on IR, been out for like five weeks. Uh, Eric Ebron, quietly, number three tight end, only 14 points less than Zach Ertz, number one tight end. So I, he's been an MVP uh, for the about the only thing going right for FOU this year. Yeah, slam dunk pick. Uh, Blake, what about you? Well, obviously, Ertz and Kelsey are at the top of the board. He got Ebron right behind him. But if we 
I'm going to hope that Jared Cook's last week performance was a fluke for the year since the weapons are running out in Oakland. And Jared Cook, even with his only three points last week, is still number four on tight ends, only down nine points by to, to Eric Ebron. Even with an average of, you know, 12 points, 13 points a game, uh, Jared Cook still is going to remain in the top six of tight ends. And I, did, I just partly hope, but I do, I do actually think that Jared Cook is one of the better tight ends this, this year for fantasy. Yeah, I'm going to go a little bit different here um, because I think you guys took, uh, took a two of the couples, uh, I guess, surprising tight ends from this year. Um, I'm going to kind of look forward. Um, and I think the two guys that will be at the top of this list come the end of the year are OJ Howard and uh, David Njoku. Both guys started off a little bit slower. OJ Howard surprised people with how much he was involved with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, and with Winston coming back, that only helps him. I think he's going to be really involved, even if Bray is there. Um, and then David Njoku, kind of the same situation. Um, wasn't involved much with the first quarterback, but now this next quarterback has come in with Mayfield. And I think he's averaging something like 10 to 12 targets a game with Baker Mayfield, which in this year's tight ends, that's going to be a, that could very well be a top five tight end if he keeps that up. So um, that's my pick on those. All right. Um, the next one that I have is uh, the non-injury bust award. So what player has been the biggest bust not because of injury. So obviously Freeman, people like that um, will include Le'Veon Bell as a quote unquote injury here. Um, a, okay. About him so much. I was going to say he would be, he would be obvious. <laughs> yeah. So we'll include Le'Veon Bell as an injury quote unquote. Um, but yeah, non injury bust this year. Um, anybody have a strong opinion and want to start? Yeah, I'll go. Um, for me, it's easy. It's Russell Wilson. Um, he came into the year, I think, uh, ranked as a top four quarterback, top five quarterback in fantasy. Um, and I don't know what he is right now, like close to 20, 17, 18, somewhere in there. Um, you know, his feet, which ha- helped save his fantasy outings last year, just aren't there. He's not rushing like he used to. Um, he's not throwing the ball. He had his number one wide receiver out for the first number of weeks. They still haven't figured out how to replace Jimmy Graham. Um, I think he's the – and he's been healthy. Uh, So, for me, he's your biggest disappointment because if you drafted him, you drafted him early to be your number one set it and forget it type quarterback, and he's been garbage. All right. Uh, I think think LaShawn McCoy is a big bust. A lot of teams draft him as, you know, the number one – running back or the number two running back. And what has he done this year? He's got, what, 42 points through six games. That's very disappointing out of a number one or number two running back. All right. Um, I'm going to go with Larry Fitzgerald. Um, this is a guy who basically um, after the Here's last the guy. – What's that? <laughs> Something that Blake did. Here's a guy. Oh. Here's what, a guy who, Chris Collinsworth? 
<laughs> Here's a guy who, when he runs down the field, nothing. Sorry. Tangent. So Larry Fitzgerald was someone who, after the last three years of at least uh, bat, or there was bad quarterback play there, and he still produced. Um, last three years, 109 receptions, 107 receptions, 109 receptions, and kind of sitting in that 1,100 range for yards. Um, this year, through six games, he only has 22 receptions and 215 yards. And if I just do some quick math here, he's only on pace for 59 Garbage. receptions, so about half of what you expected from him. Um, and for yards, same thing. He's on pace for about 575 yards. So that's my non-injury bust of the year. I like it. Last one that I have is the league MVP so far this year. And I'll let you guys take that how you want to. Uh, Blake, why don't you start us off? League MVP. Players or team owners? Um, let's do – well, what do you Player. play? Play. Players. Players. And, and take it away the way you want. You could either say in the NFL or in fantasy, whatever you want. Oh, I see what we're getting at. Okay. Well, I'm going to stick with fantasy, and I think the, the biggest MVP is Patrick Mahomes for the fantasy reapers. Excuse me. Fantasy and in uh, performing in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes has exceeded expectations. And he's obviously outscored every other player in fantasy, every quarterback. Uh, there's literally no disappointment in Patrick Mahomes this year. I like that pick. I can't disagree with it. I mean, he's the number one player in fantasy. I'm going to go, since you picked Mahomes, I'm going to go with a different player, and I'm going to go with Adam Thielen, only because Gurley was at the top of the draft, so you know he's going to be you know, a high scorer. Uh, above Gurley is all quarterbacks. So you can still make up, you know, Mahomes is the best of the bunch, but there's still a lot of quarterbacks that are above 200 points uh, so far for our league. Adam Thielen, you drafted him probably to be your second receiver, and he's leading everybody. So to have him in your lineup, it's been money so far. So I'd go with Adam Thielen. Yeah, it was between Thielen and Mahomes when I was picking. So I, I really have to said that. Right. Yeah, it's super fun to have both of them on your team. <laughs> Shut oh, up, yeah, you. That's the reason why you're 100 points ahead of everybody. Uh, yeah. 120, thank you very much. Oh, yeah, Gary, you jerk yourself off a little bit more. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those, those two are my picks. Um, I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with Melvin Gordon um, since those two were off the board um, only because he was that guy that slipped into the back of the second round and um, still number three running back massively outperforming his ADP. If that's even possible as a second round running back. So I'm going to go with Melvin Gordon here. Yep. That's a good pick also. Um, Blake, what, what was your other idea about league MVP? 
Oh, uh, it was either Adam Thielen or Mahomes. I was between one of those two. No, I meant you talking about which like a third person acid. Oh, I thought you meant like other option of like which uh, team owner it would be like the fantasy league MVP kind of thing. Like which oh, okay. the best decisions? Who's sure that kind let's of? Do, let's do that, Blake. Lead us off. Well, there, I there you go. I didn't think about it because I didn't know if it was an option. Well, we're doing it now. You brought it up. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Well, it depends on how you look at it. I think that Rob with the white, leading the Whitefish have made uh, the second most acquisitions off free agency and the most trades, yet he's still the tied for the best record in the league. I think that that's the – the MVP for owner. He's making the best decisions he can for his team. Rob? Um, I mean, I, I sort of agree with what Blake's saying, uh, but I've done the most because I started in a bad position. I was down – I was like second to last in points at one time, getting lucky because people were scoring light against me. Um, I'm finally to a point where I'm scoring – um, but I had to throw a lot of shit against the wall to see what stuck um, to finally get somewhere. Um, I like what Tyler's done with his team. Um, I think being shrewd enough to get Connor before the season started, thinking that, you know, it, he might have been just getting him for one week and he might have stumbled into Patrick Mahomes, but it doesn't matter. The proof's in the pudding, and, and right now he's uh, bearing the fruit of that. Uh, with his 120, I don't want to, you know, short you on your points there, Tyler. His 120 point lead. Um, so yeah, you got to give you got to give the the best league manager to the guy leading the thing right now. Well, I guess to round out the triangle, I should pick Blake here, shouldn't I? <laughs> oh man, let me tell you, I'm not gonna. <laughs> hey, Blake's been awful. Wow, that's harsh. I hate that's it. very rude. Um, I'm gonna go a different direction. Uh, I think my pick would have been Rob, but we've been kind of going contrarian the whole time. Um, yeah, do it. So I think I think I'm gonna go with uh, Monty and the not racist Redskins. Hasn't really done a lot as far as transaction goes. Um, oh wait. My entire my entire point here was completely void because he auto drafted. I was you're right. I was gonna say, well, <laughs> you know, it, it, he's sticking with the guys he drafted, and it's working out. But <laughs> so my league MVP is auto draft for Monty. <laughs> Go auto draft. Go auto draft. All right, guys. Any last thoughts before we close this down? Um. Here's rooting for the Club Baby Seals to get their first win. Go Club Baby Seals, and Tyler makes me sad. (laughs) Awesome. All right, we'll talk to you guys next week. All right. Bye, guys.